So I got a new TV today. You got a TV? Did you really? What'd you get? Okay, this actually sounded cool when I was going to start with this, but I get, it sounds lame. But anyway, what are you talking about? Just go. Anyway, but yeah, I got like a forty-inch uh, 1080p TV. I actually had one of those fat box TVs. Um, the ones with the big boxes behind. Uh huh. It was a pain. It, Daniel, my brother, tried taking that apart, and uh, what? Yeah, he's like he. I don't know. He wanted to do it for fun. It didn't really. He didn't really take much apart, but you know. But anyway. Welcome to Catch All Podcast, everybody. <laughs> I was going to I am Parker. Got Adam. Hey. Oh. Boy oh. Wonder producing Matthew. Oh, I'm done? Oh. Okay. Huh? Yeah, oh. you're done. I didn't know and then doing. our boy Brandon is back. Oh. How are you guys doing? I love your sultry tones. They sound so good. It's like a perfect radio voice. Sometimes I try. It transitions so well. I heard I've got a face for radio, too. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> you got a face for radio. <laughs> so we are Catch All Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that social media stuff. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. And if you really enjoy the show, head over to patreon.com slash catchallpodcast. Throw us a few bucks. That'd be super great. Matthew, uh, you may continue your story now. I'm good. I'm what kind of TV is it? Uh, I want to know. I, just, I thought I just told you. 40-inch. You didn't say what What's the brand? It was. It's LG. Hisense, I think, yeah. Oh, Hisense, nice. Emily and I just got a uh, TCL. Mm. Have you heard of those? Nope. It's like the they claim to be America's fast-and-growing television brand. They mm-hmm. made a, like a, got very popular last year. Mm-hmm. And they've okay. just been making really nice TVs for really cheap. Nice. Yeah, like a, like if an LG 55 probably run you like $1,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Comparable 4K HDR TCL is going to be about $500, $600. Nice. Yeah, so we got a 43-inch to hang in our bedroom because my TV is going to be way too big and overpower the wall. Yeah. So we downsized to a 43. Sweet. Yeah, but it's a pretty nice TV. We got the mount for it today, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, Netflix on the TV I heard doesn't work, so I was thinking about, like, getting an Apple TV, but then some person who told me to get a Chromecast, which I wish people, wish people would stop telling me to get one of those things because I don't like Why? Those. Why don't you like a Chromecast? I'm all about the Chromecast. Really? Chromecast? Because... For me, I don't like using the controllers because I feel most, like Apple TV and most of those interfaces, mm-hmm. yeah. they're not that great for searching. Like Being able to use it on your phone, I think, is great because mm-hmm. you can use your phone as a controller, so mm-hmm. it's quick to like cue something up and have it ready and like Yeah, with, with, the, with the Apple, it is very much like you have to bang down through every single thing, and the, t- the typing is very unintuitive. We're having yeah. to like, go and, like, to different keys. And, yeah, for me, I just like because it's $30, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It Apple TVs <clears throat> work pretty well if you have an Apple, but if mm-hmm. you don't have an Apple phone, oh I yeah, yeah, and it, well, so for me, I like that because when people come over, I'm like, oh cool, here's my iPad, toss whatever you want on the TV, and they can yeah. have all my stuff on there, and it's quick and easy transition, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's it's supported by quite a few things. Plus, you can, if you use Chrome, Google Chrome, you can mm-hmm. second screen your TV, your mm-hmm. your whole whatever's on your. Um, web browser mm-hmm. onto the television which is a nice cool little feature as well if you mm-hmm. like want to do work or something like that right. well you can do that with apple tv too it's um like they give you an option for screen mirroring yeah and then um like i haven't used the apple tv remote i think maybe twice i was so excited about that too yeah but then there's that little the little shortcut right there yeah. too oh, yeah. i love that see for me the also is the price point mm-hmm. difference. Like, uh, yeah okay TV that's now? a big thing <laughs> because and that's my other thing it's like apple tv is nice but you're spending what What's it, 100 something now? For 150. Now? And if you don't have a yeah, HDMI cable, it's 100. You're going to add like yeah. $10. Yeah, where the Chromecast, 
is thirty bucks, thirty five, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only. That's it, my biggest thing. Is it? Is, a, is it a USB that plugs in your TV, or does it have yeah. an HDMI? It, it's H. So it plugs into the HDMI and then uh-huh. has a to power it. You have a USB that plugs right into oh. your TV. So okay. you can extend it. So yeah, literally just plug it straight in the back of there. Nice. And it's like great in the go because like, mm-hmm. it's so small. So you can just take it with you and yeah. Uh, okay. Nice. All right. Well, before we get too off the rails, we're going to be doing an Infinity War spoiler cast. So if you have not seen the Avengers Infinity War, this is your warning. There will be just, spoilers aplenty. Just cut it off. We'll do more of a catch-up when we do our second episode right after this one. But Infinity War, we've all seen it. What are your thoughts? Real quick, round the table, and then we'll go more in depth. I like it a lot. All right, very good. It's pretty... It was, I liked it a lot, too. <laughs> it was pretty... I liked it. Brandon? I enjoyed how immersive it was Mm -hmm. because most movies I watch nowadays I'm at the point where I'm always like while I'm watching I'm thinking anticipating what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and in this one I didn't feel like I did that because I was so immersed into Mm -hmm. even though there were so many characters like Mm -hmm. um, I kind of was like all right like even at the very end the big concluding scene so yes spoilers (laughs) stop listening we pronounced it Um, when he like rips the stone out of like Vision, she's ripping. She's trying to rip the stone out of Vision's hand, <clears throat> and uh, Scarlet Witch destroys it. Mm-hmm. The second it happened, normally movies would be like, "Oh, cool!" So Thanos is gonna do. I was just like, "Oh shoot, what's he gonna do now?" Uh-huh. Like, I was in my head like, "What's gonna happen now?" Like, maybe he's gonna be like Dragon Ball status, where like the energy flies off somewhere and he's got to retrack it down uh-huh. somewhere across the universe. <laughs> Are we talking like? And then when he like snaps his fingers and just like and goes back in time with it mm-hmm. right before he snaps his fingers you're just like oh my gosh I didn't even see that coming like mm-hmm. that you yeah. know what I mean it was just one of those like oh cool they destroyed it that's how this movie concludes yeah. he wasn't able to assemble the gauntlet mm-hmm. and yeah. you're just like oh he does and like I always have loved villains winning or like not a happy ending of mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. Um, so for that ending I felt like it was really well done and yeah. It was. It felt like a Thanos centric movie, like his did, story yeah. mm-hmm. with Avengers playing supporting roles, which yeah. I really enjoyed too. Because that's always been my criticism of these Marvel movies is that like the villains mm-hmm. are so just which they really hammered home with at the end where it said Thanos will return and yeah. not any of the other Avengers. That it really did yeah, hammer home like this. Heavy. This is more of a Thanos story than anybody yeah. else. I think one of my favorite parts was, and it's somewhat minuscule too but when he snapped his fingers like that's all they talked about at the snap of his fingers he can destroy or get knock half the universe out of existence and then when he snapped his fingers and then just the music stopped and then all you could hear was air Mm. and I I love that like how dramatic it was usually you hear like some really dramatic song building in the background Mm -hmm. But it was just quiet. They even continued that through the credits. Like, the credits were yeah. somber. There was, like, no music playing throughout the credits, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. It really added to, like, the the sad, the sadness of, like, yeah. the state of the universe. I was like, they really just played through with it. Like, Yeah, it was it was intense. Mm-hmm. But All right, deeper deeper thoughts now. Let's go a little bit. Into, we all kind of unanimously agree it was, a, it was a really good film. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Emily and I actually saw it um, opening night on our honeymoon. And it was, it was a very, it was a very cool experience. Um, yes. Yeah, so, all right, Adams. Like, let's start with you. What What's some uh, topics you would like to touch on? Um. Well, that was one of the main things I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Come back to me. Give okay. Me a okay. Second. Okay. Brandon. 
Anything um, sticking out to you that you want to talk about? I mean, I enjoy it as a whole. I like... So I'm a big comic fan, so mm-hmm. I've read um, the Infinity Gauntlet as well as the newer Infinity, which is what a lot of these characters were based off of mm-hmm. in it. Um, Infinity was the newest one which introduced the Black Order, mm-hmm. which was in this... It wasn't really called the Black Order by name. They were called, like Thanos' children. Yeah. But that was the one that introduced all of them, Ebon Ma and all that aspect character-wise, and was a lot of the push forward for this, mm-hmm. for the like characters and the way it was going, um, as well as a lot of the throwbacks to the gauntlet itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a very cool aspect there. I liked seeing those. I did enjoy how they fit the characters in. I thought it was done very well, mm-hmm. where there was so many characters, such a large ins- ensemble. Mm-hmm. But the way that each of the characters went, it's got its own time, it's got its interaction. They all felt like they got their due on screen. Yeah, and even like with Red Skull, mm-hmm. like having... What? what? My, that I, was, was, <laughs> I, there, I had this big stupid grin on my face when once that character was revealed, like this big floating yeah. ominous like Grim Reaper, and then he's like, oh no, that's the Red Skull. Yeah. He's been missing since like phase one. I think that was a really cool way of like tying it all back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which they did really well, and I love how seamlessly they're able to replace him because mm-hmm. not a lot of people realized that that is not the same actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vigo has been pretty adamant about not wanting to come back yeah. and do a Marvel movie again after. It was doing a dude that. from The Walking Dead. Yeah, so a lot of people like and just was like, cool. And they he, he pulled it off. Went yeah. off, and it was very well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. I, I I did not notice until I looked that up yeah. secondhand. I was like, oh, because yeah. oh yeah, he'd been he'd been talking about it because they talked about him wanting to. Come, would you be willing to come back? And mm-hmm. he was like, nope, I'm not doing another Marvel movie. I'm good. I'm not. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. You're, then you're, you're replaced. <laughs> we'll give not this check to, to somebody else. <laughs> this is a hundred percent a mask and painted face, so no one's gonna realize it's you besides your voice. So if you can do your voice well enough, mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, it was, I mean, just as a whole, like, how everything came together, like, culminating over the past ten years into this one film, and it, like, didn't collapse under its own weight, I think, is a feat in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think it stole, there was a lot of worry, because this is a two-parter, mm-hmm. how that was going to look, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But I thought they told a very full story, it completed, mm-hmm. it felt like the story, that story was finished, and another story will continue it, but it didn't feel too like, oh, they just kind of cut it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It wasn't. Yeah, that was one thing I'd heard, uh, read the Russo's brothers saying that um, beforehand was that they were wanting to make like a complete story, yeah. and then they'll continue it. They didn't want to take like one big four-hour movie, then chop it in half, then have yeah. like part one, part two. And I, I do think that looking at Infinity War just as a singular film, it does stay self-contained but there is you know the the open end in this okay well it's yeah, the continue. repercussions yeah. and I like that they won't be addressed in the next two films since both films don't take take time chronologically before mm-hmm. Infinity War because Ant-Man and the Wasp is what like right before concurrently roundabouts you'd they've say they've said that timeline is it picks up right after Civil War okay and takes place between Civil War and Infinity War okay so the question will be how they will if they will tie it in at the end or any aspect mm-hmm. there um, but yeah, and then Captain Marvel takes place back in time. Yeah, so, yeah. I think the nineties. Yeah, we get to see Phil Coulson back in it. That, Coulson's that, in that'll it. be exciting. Uh, he's got both of his eyes, Nick Fury. <laughs> so that's going to be another one. Keep both thing. eyes open. Yeah. So that will be an intriguing how they decide to yeah do all of that um, with the whole 
teaser at the end being that she's mm-hmm. going to come save the day. So I'll be, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see how that movie's done. I've got I know a handful of people working on it, so it should be an cool. interesting mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, I would I would assume like Ant Man's such like a comedy. I don't know if they would do like the last scene of make it a more serious tone where Ant Man and Wasp are standing there and then Wasp like disintegrates in front of them. She would be half of. Mm, my my theory with it uh-huh. um, is that that won't happen because this is featured and there, there's talks that she's supposed to be in Infinity War and I feel like that would be a big disservice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will, mm-hmm. but I could see like in an end credit scene where at the end, the conclusion of the movie, they're all sitting around and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden like Hank Pym disintegrates. Oh, and it would give them both the drive. And then to... it would give them both okay. the drive to figure out what's going on. Oh, and I think okay. that would be an interesting mm-hmm. way of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would enjoy seeing that as a postscript because you got to think, what is the post credit going to tease at the end of that? It's not going to tease a movie that takes place back in time. Mm-hmm. It's got to tease that one. We don't really know much about what the next film is. And since this is in July, we aren't going to have any trailers out probably till November, end of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. realistically. So I think that will be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that plays in it. How, how did you, how do you think, like, all the characters, I know we kind of talked briefly about um, how they all kind of got their service on screen, but, yeah. like, who were standouts to you? Who do you, who, like, stole the show other than Thanos, um, like, from the Avengers standpoint? I would have to say, I think, I've always loved him, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord. That was out. the first person that came to my mind. Star-Lord stood out. I really enjoyed that. Um... <clears throat> I will say Thor. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. Thor, and I, because I liked the dynamic. I liked the Thor, Rocket, and Groot. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool seeing Peter <laughs> now Dinklage, the largest of all of them, <laughs> being um, that was a cool one seeing his role. Um, but yeah, I'm really intrigued to see where it kind of kind of goes from there. Seeing mm-hmm. like a fully evolved. Thor, a more powerful Thor, where we mm-hmm. got this like, oh, he's the god of thunder in the comics, but we never really saw that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I liked that added ability into it. You see more like superhero Thor rather than godlike Thor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I thought that was awesome how at the end, and um, when he just busted into Wakanda and just started killing everything yeah. around, I'm like, dear God, why have you never done this before? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's I liked. I I was intrigued by them calling it like the axe stormbreaker because mm-hmm. if you follow the comics that axe looks more like the ultimate universe mm-hmm. his he has um and stormbreakers a lot smaller and different but there's already been like i wonder if the hints of if beta ray is going to show up yes. at some point mm-hmm. probably not in infinity war but like that would be an interesting aspect to take over mm-hmm. since there's all these rumors about what's going to happen with their contracts now being up mm-hmm. and how are they going to do it like there was a thought of maybe they'll follow the comics and have Jane become Thor, but we haven't seen her in now, and they don't seem to. She doesn't probably want to come back either. So like, what are they going to do in that aspect? So Beta Ray might be an interesting aspect mm-hmm. to bring. You've seen the is, the Easter egg where he's in like the the Grandmaster's Tower. Yeah. yeah, he's in the right. He's in the there. So that's an interesting aspect to bring in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love that scene of Thor and Ragnarok at the end where where they're on the Rainbow Bridge and yeah. he doesn't have any weapons or anything and he's just engulfed by lightning and he's raining down yeah. on the minions and like jumping down and the Led Zeppelin kicks in yeah, and you're just that like was intense. How more like joy can you experience right now? Yeah. That's a cardinal trying oh to get my in. Gosh. 
right. Another <laughs> thing that I really liked about Infinity War was, you know how the past maybe like 10, 15 years in cinematics, I mean, slow motion has just been kind of out of the picture because it was so overused in the 90s. It was yeah. so overdramatic. But um, there were a couple of scenes where they did that in Infinity War, and I'm thinking they're about to make it all cheese ball, but yeah. it wasn't. I mean, they, they handled it very well. I can't remember what scenes it was, mm-hmm. but something small like that that stood out to me, too. Mm-hmm. There's that first scene where you see the Guardians, where it cuts away from New York, and then you just go where you see yeah. space. It's like how they transitioned from the Earthbound heroes and then worked over to the Guardians. It was just such a unique, like okay, this is Guardians now. Like, as soon as you see space and then, like, the, the 80s, whatever 80s song was playing at the particular yeah. time, it's like, okay, now now we're, now we're in the Gar- Guardians territory. Now we're yeah. going to see some story from their perspective. Yeah, how they introduced all the characters, or not really introduced, but in the movie introduced, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was just perfect. Yeah, I love and, that. Yeah, and then worked in together. Again, mm-hmm. everything just worked together so well. Like, yeah. carrying on from Spider-Man Homecoming, like, you have Peter Parker and Tony Stark's dynamic, and then that really got fleshed out along, I mean, and then the added Doctor Strange aspect when they were yeah. kind of all three together. You really got to see Tony and Peter's relationship, which, I mean, it's very much like Tony has grown from being a pretentious asshole, which he still is a little bit, but to more of a father figure and, like, cares about Peter. And then at the end, you know, you really hit you in the gut where Peter's laying there and he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. And then he just, you know, disintegrates. And then, like, you can see it in Tony's face. He's like, I've failed this kid. Yeah. But I think he'll be back. I mean, I think it's all, but I think it all comes back to that whole aspect of the fear of why he never like in the beginning in homecoming you kind of plays off of that really well mm-hmm. like tony just being scared and pr- trying to protect him of mm-hmm. him and not wanting him to get hurt so i think that was a cool aspect to build upon mm-hmm. and i mean i loved seeing the iron spider armor that was dude that was really awesome cool. <laughs> I love the pop culture references still. Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. Have you seen that movie, Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Is Footloose still the greatest movie of all uh-huh. time? It never was. <laughs> it was like a, a slow burn right there. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a very... Yeah, their dynamic was really cool and interesting to see all of that. Um, and then building more upon on the Earthbound, it was like I enjoyed seeing this more rugged, like, captain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was really cool. And seeing mm-hmm. Bucky come out and... So they were like, it was fun. Those characters are some of my favorite. Captain America is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man was probably growing up as a nerdy kid. I love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then getting bigger now, I think I'm all about Captain America as like my go-to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was really kind of cool seeing his like nomad-esque references. And mm-hmm. The shield was kind of cool. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Get this man a shield. Yeah, and it was like a cool, interesting aspect there. But like... I feel like within that, nothing really blew me away character, you know what I mean? Develop, like, mm-hmm. character contrast-wise. Um, just in relation to Captain America? Just, like, to that whole Wakanda group. Oh, uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I was intrigued by the Hulk. I didn't... I like the story they're going on with the mm-hmm. Hulk, of this, like, not being scared and not wanting to come out because because of the whole licensing issues with... Um, not a lot of people know. The reason you don't have any Hulk movies is because Universal still owns the right to the Hulk character. Mm-hmm. So huh. if any Hulk movies come out, they get distributions. It's pretty much free money. Mm-hmm. But Marvel can use the Hulk in any of their other properties as long as it's not a standalone Hulk film. Mm-hmm. That's why it was a Thor film that he was in, and that's why they're like doing this character 
development of him and his character through the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Because if he has a standalone film, um, Universal still gets the distribution rights. Mm-hmm. They don't have blown. to put any work into it. It'll just give me the money. Yeah. I had no idea. And that's why you don't have it. That's why we haven't. Everyone's been like, why don't we see a Planet Hulk movie or a standalone Hulk movie? Mm-hmm. Because financially, Marvel doesn't really make money yeah. doing that. Yeah. If you watch The Incredible Hulk, you'll see the Universal logo. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, and that was part of their deal they got with them. Oh they my started gosh! The universe, but he could—they could use him for free, and all. they could use him in that. So that's why he's been popping up in all those other ones. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, and just like for the movie to open up, and then and Hulk's already Hulk, and then just goes to lay in Thanos, and you're like, oh, okay, well he's doing some work, and then Thanos just like, yeah. nope, just yeah. like brawls, like pounds him in the wall. I'm intrigued <laughs> though to see how that character goes because comic wise. Hulk is one of the few characters in the known universe that <laughs> Thanos fears fighting one-on-one mm-hmm. in the comics. So I think that <clears throat> would be an interesting point if we get to see it. Mm-hmm. Because Thanos as himself without the gauntlet is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it is. Um, he's an yeah. Eternal, right? Is that what he is? An Eternal? No, he is not one of the Eternals. But um, it he is just it's one of those things where yeah the Hulk is one of the few mm-hmm. that you know, like there's like the Silver Surfer he mm-hmm. fears and stuff like that but mm-hmm. the Hulk is one of them so I wonder if they'll play off of that in the next film uh, okay with the Hulk finally going toe to toe with him okay for some reason I was thinking he was an Eternal maybe oh man I read what his race was the other day and it's going to drive me crazy if I don't remember but yeah like starting the movie off seeing the Hulk and then just the Hulk get put in his place and then like the whole altercation between um Thanos and Loki, and he's like, all right, no more games, no more resurrection, and just snaps Loki's neck. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, there's going to be some permanence here. Yeah, and then you could tell, I mean, that was a really good way to open up the movie, too. You could tell how intense it was going to be, just, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was almost somewhat like a climax in the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. so I thought that was... What do you think the deaths before the snap, like Loki, Gamora, do you think they're going to, some of those are going to stay dead? Sorry, Deviant um, is the race that he, he's a eternal deviant hybrid oh okay so his okay. parents were um so he isn't technically an eternal okay that's what it is are, he's like part eternal or something yeah okay he's eternal deviant hybrid so he's got some of the appearances of them but uh-huh. like but he's yeah so he's like a demi oh, okay. demi eternal semi. okay okay I knew it was in there, so thank yeah. you for fact checking. What do you what do you think about the deaths? Do you think the deaths pre snap are gonna stick, or all of them, or none of them? What do you think? Like Loki, I'm pretty sure Loki's I, dead. I hope they stick, mm-hmm. um, only because one of the issues people always had in comics is that death doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. That's always the death of Wolverine wasn't Wolverine's bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's a comic book thing. When you have multiple writers telling a story. But I think it would be good if some of them did stick. Mm-hmm. Even some of the post-snap. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I think it would be interesting. I don't think they will. Yeah. But I think it would be a cool way to end it with him dying and not coming back. Mm-hmm. Or what I would love to see is if they want to bring Loki back, have him be reborn as another and have another actor play him. You know what oh, I mean? Might be okay. a cool way of doing it. be a good way to transition, too. So. I've, yeah, I've always thought it would be interesting to see them continue the Marvel Universe James Bond style where it's just like you know the character if another actor's playing him like uh-huh. no one ever questions like yeah. James Bond like mm-hmm. you know the character you're going through it there may be some introduction but like throughout the oh. years but I th- I hope it mm-hmm. is because I think it was a very sacrificial and was a meaningful death mm-hmm. 
And to bring him back kind of just like wipes that whole aspect mm-hmm. out, the sacrifice out. Yeah, he does yeah. have a very complete arc. So yeah. I, I would like his death to stick because it yeah. finally like, felt like his death meant something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gamora's, I'm, I'm not so sure. I don't know if hers is going to stick or not. You see, well, there's the whole theory with the whole end. Uh huh. Yeah. And the very end. After it's all done, there was Gamora there. Mm-hmm. But if you notice the coloration, that everything is has an orange hue to it. Mm-hmm. So in the comics, the Soul Stone is one of the more powerful of the stones, mm-hmm. and it actually has a dimension inside of it, and it hungers for souls. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you could say that she died, but was trapped, like she was sacrificed to the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. So the Soul Stone like took her in, so she mm-hmm. could come back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how it will go. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see. I feel like it'd be hard to kill her off as one yeah. of the younger and the bigger franchises in it. But I think it'd be cool to see her gone. But realistically, there's a good chance that she's in the Soul Stone. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think that's what happened to everybody else, too? I think so. That's mm-hmm. what my see, theory is with that. That's, yeah. that's one theory, that, or one of the bigger theories that I've heard on the movie is everybody that <laughs> turned into dust was actually, like their souls were put into the Soul Stone. And um, I know in the comics, Iron Man and Captain America both die. Or at least that's that's what I've read. I mean, I haven't read I the mean, comics. A lot of people die. Or, but but it depends, well, on what, it depends on which infinity you're talking about. Yeah. And yes, in most of it, most of them are killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like transitions into the new Avengers. That's that's one of the things that I've read. Yeah, yes and no. Um, they, they are brought back. It's very interesting. Like, but the comics, there's also the main character in the Infinity Gauntlet, mm-hmm. Savior, doesn't exist yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Adam Warlock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he was teased at the end of Guardians two, mm-hmm. and James Gunn has come out saying that he won't be in here. It's a totally different version of him and. That mm-hmm. aspect, because then you get into that in Magnus, which is a dark half. Um, mm-hmm. Gamora also plays a very large role in the comics of itself. She's the one that is able to get the gauntlet off of, um, <coughs> off of Thanos and mm-hmm. uses it, um, which is a whole another interesting aspect we could see might happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have a inkling that it's going to be that they're trapped in the soul stone and maybe that's where like yeah. Ant-Man like getting into the quantum realm for Ant-Man and the Wasp to rescue um and the, that would be interesting that's Hank something they've talked wife. about that like all the movies have moved towards this movie mm-hmm. except for Ant-Man if you look at him you know like everyone has like had some aspect mm-hmm. to build towards it um Black Panther introduced Wakanda where the final battle happened mm-hmm. you know what i mean either they have a stone or like Something is pushing towards it series-wise, and so far Ant-Man doesn't have that bigger repercussion. It's very small, self-contained. Self-contained, so the interesting could be, yeah, the, whether Quantum Realm gets into the multi-dimensions, because mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange, when he's going through all the multi-dimensions, one of them he goes through looks very similar, almost identical to the Quantum Realm mm-hmm. in Ant-Man. So there's that aspect that the Quantum Realm really is another plane of existence mm-hmm. that... Doctor Strange has been to or access to in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange is kind of playing the Adam Warlock role so far. Mm-hmm. So it's intriguing to see. Um, yeah, because I, I could see one of the theories going around, and I found it interesting, is the idea that they're all trapped inside of the Soul Stone, and then Doctor Strange inside of the stone with them. Part of why he mm-hmm. got allowed it to happen was so that he could be inside mm-hmm. to kind of do that aspect. So that's a uh, uh, interesting uh. aspect. 
interesting theory there that he mm-hmm. will help try to escape the soul stone from being within since he has all that so mm-hmm. Doctor Strange wasn't in like my upper echelon of the Marvel movies but yeah. him in Infinity War like his portrayal in Infinity War I was a big fan of yeah that's that's me too really I really mm-hmm. enjoyed Doctor Strange that was very different mm-hmm. it was it was very when we get to our ranking of the MCU you'll see that it's very middle of the road okay like I didn't dislike it, and it was cool to see like a different aspect of the MCU and like the very trippy um, videography in it. But it was I don't know, I just couldn't get into it. But then him, seeing him in Infinity War and in action like fully like the Sorcerer Supreme, I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like fully endued with his powers and stuff. I was like, okay, you you know what you're doing now. You yeah. got some knowledge. And I really like the fighting sequence, um, like the main fighting sequence right before they got a hold of the glove or the gauntlet. I'm gonna say glove. Mm-hmm. And um I really like how Doctor Strange kept opening up the portals and then um Spider Man kept like jumping mm-hmm. through. I thought that was it was really cool how they had the whole fight step by step by step mm-hmm. planned out. Mm-hmm. It was and really neat. Like just the choreography that everybody worked off of each other yeah. was really like when they were trying to get the glove off, you know, Spider Man shot a web down and then <laughs> Tony was like had his repulsors or whatever trying to pull it off and then yeah, everybody was working together very well. Yeah. And then freaking Star Lord, where is she? Mm-hmm. Well, he screwed the whole thing up. I mean, but that's his character. Yeah. I mean, when you expect anything, like it's so it's it's definitely an interesting aspect. And there's also the theory that that's exactly what um, Doctor Strange saw mm-hmm. had to happen. He gave yeah. up the stone because if Tony dies, it doesn't happen. Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like it's the end game now. So that like he knew the only way to beat Thanos is to allow Thanos to assemble the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't. Infinity War. It was, it was a good movie. And it. it just, yeah. I left being so excited. Which, at the end of Avengers, I probably felt the same way seeing Thanos for the first time. So excited for the yeah. next one, but not since then. Like coming out of one of the Marvel movies, I was like, I cannot wait for the next one. I think this probably goes right up there in shock for me with one of my favorite, um, which is. Um, Winter Soldier mm-hmm. because that whole just turn was just like that was like the first time in a in the Marvel universe that you were like an unexpected happened mm-hmm. and I think this up here sits maybe right around there to mm-hmm. like the finger snap and yeah who all disappeared mm-hmm. and yeah it was it was a nice little uh, like slide of hand when like Black Panther is reaching down to to help and then he's yeah. actually the one disintegrating I was like uh. and I think that's an intriguing the only downside is knowing the next three slated Marvel movies mm-hmm. after Avengers kind of puts that more into this shock, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, factor of it, the less that shock away. Um, because you know, like, okay, cool. Like, three of the people or groups that are gone, there's sequels for lined up. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, also why Marvel's been very tight-lipped about what Phase 4 is going to look like, because they mm-hmm. didn't want to give that away. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the modern day. People are always looking for mm-hmm. those next things. And, of course, they've got to, like, confirm certain things. Um, Keep investors happy. Political and investors stuff. happy. So confirming Spider-Man 2, Guardians 3, and Black Panther 2. It's one of those downside ones that kind of, you're like, Okay, so I know like something, you know what I mean? Something's got to happen, but mm-hmm. I'm just intrigued to see how they do it. Um, because one of my favorite lines um, is when Thanos looks down at Tony and says, After this, I wonder if they'll remember you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and intrigued me because my thought was, I don't think they're going to do it that way, but what would be really cool in my mind is that when he wiped them from existence, Mm -hmm. whether or not that was just they're dead, Mm -hmm. there's people repercussing, or what I would love to see is we pick up in Avengers 4 and they all are like going about their lives as if those others had never existed altogether. Uh huh. And that because I guess with the time stone that could potentially happen, like just well, there's time there's and, talk, yeah, yeah. but the, it'd be intriguing. You know what I mean? Like I think it'd be a very intriguing aspect to see of like what does existence look like without them, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a little too deep of a world. Like that would be a cool comic spinoff there mm-hmm. versus a you have a singular movie to complete a story. Yeah, you got two hours and thirty minutes to shovel this stuff into. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, and this movie already had stuff cut in it. There was talk mm-hmm. that the reason why you never saw him get the Power Stone is because they're like, well, it wasn't that important, and we had to cut stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. that wasn't a focal point of it. Like, yeah, we could watch him destroy Xander, but do we really need to watch him mm-hmm. do that is the other thing. And I like that a lot of the newer characters did disappear in the aspect of at least maybe not the whole movie. The beginning of the movie will focus on the core people, who we know contract-wise are up after this mm-hmm. round of films are done. There's always the ability to re-sign in a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, some of them, Chris Evans was like, oh, I'm done, I'm going to be a director after this, mm-hmm. after these movies are done. And now he's come up in interviews like, oh, actually, I'd enjoy playing it. <laughs> and it's I, I think and I think a lot of it is because they saw this big culmination and they see each of the characters is now like different. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth was very iffy about being it after the first two Thors and everything. Mm-hmm. But after this movie, he enjoyed the direction that they took his character. Mm-hmm. And he's talked about he'd be willing to come back. So it's, it's interesting to see that, like, in this final shift, because up, even up to four years ago, it was all the, like, everyone heard, like, yep, they're all done, they're all done, they're mm-hmm. all done after this, they don't want to do any more superhero movies. But because of the very characteristic directors they brought in and allowed a different side of all these characters to be shown, more and more of them like, actually, I could... Maybe play this role a little longer. It's not so one-dimensional as I thought it was after the first mm-hmm. films. Yeah, what I, I think I, a lot of I remember hearing a lot of that before Infinity War actually shot, and then at the the afterwards, you can see like the change in tone. A lot of it, yeah. For Chris Hemsworth, was after Ragnarok shot. Mm-hmm. He loved the direction that they took. Ra- oh, Ragnarok is just yeah, it's so fantastic. His character. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover that on the next one. But um, yeah. So it's an intriguing to see what they're going to take in the next steps and how they're going to do it and what mm-hmm. they're going to encompass in. I like this different side of it. Um, I'm intrigued to see what the next step is because there's always been the talk of what's going to happen in the universe next. Um, but mm-hmm. before we get into that, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I, I think I, I think I've covered everything I wanted to. I just, I loved that movie so much. Like I, genuinely just had a smile on my face yeah. the entire time. I was <laughs> I, so happy. I actually went and saw it twice. Um, the first time when uh, Gamora died, I kind of missed that part because the movie theater taught me to get one of those really big cups of water, mm-hmm. cups of Diet Coke, mm-hmm. and I had mm-hmm. to pee so bad. Oh, yeah. And usually I don't get up during movies, but man, I couldn't <laughs> hold it. And then, of course, one of the most dramatic parts in the during movie, mm-hmm. I got up and went and peed, and I came back and I missed like the whole dramatic scene. And then we went and saw it the second time, and I was like, oh, crap. So this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom right when the Guardians found Thor. 
So, like, I, I tried to hold it for as long as I could. And yeah. I was like, okay, there's just exposition right now. I'm going to go run pee right now. <laughs> that was so funny, though. He's He started talking really deep like Thor. He said, are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? <laughs> that was so fun. I love Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Even though he can be an idiot. <laughs> so, any final thoughts, Matthew, Brandon? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a good way to lead us into the state of mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. So after that... What do you do? You guys have theories of where you think the Marvel Universe is going, and also what you think of it now as a whole, assuming the beginning of the culmination of mm-hmm. ten years. It, hmm. I don't know. If, if from what Kevin Feige has said and the feel of it after the second part of Infinity War, it's going to be vastly different. Like I think um, I read recently that there was mentions of doing an Eternals movie, and they're doing a whole lot of like almost obscure like i mean the guardians were obscure when they first made the guardians but even digging deeper down into it i mean if and if you think of it it was obscure to begin with i mm-hmm. mean if you remember how the marvel universe started at that point in the beginning marvel started it was before disney got them they were going to try to make movies because they had gone bankrupt try to sell everything they were going to try to make movies now and at the time it was a big risk because mm-hmm. the two major franchises X-Men and Spider-Man mm-hmm. were owned by different studios. They had no idea if Captain America would even be big enough. They didn't mm-hmm. have a, they had no idea if Iron Man was going to be big enough. Yeah, that was because, a huge gamble going yeah, out on Iron Man first. Going out on Iron Man, go, then doing going through all that. Like Hulk had had been crashed and burned already. Mm-hmm. So you had like that iffiness with the Hulk, um introducing people like Hawkeye, introducing Black Widow, mm-hmm. like even Thor itself, like people when that movie came out, people were freaked out because they were like, is this too crazy? Like, yeah. all all superhero movies up to then had been, like, semi-grounded. That's why people didn't like them. They were like, oh, X-Men's too crazy. Let's try to ground, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was that tone and feel about superhero <laughs> movies at the time, which got it very intrigued and interesting of, like, them taking a big risk. And now to see that pay off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ten years down the road... It's so cool to be... I remember going and seeing Iron Man for the first time in theaters and how different Marvel movies are seen. You know what I mean? How mainstream and how like much care is put into them versus superhero movies where you. I used to go to the theater being like, yeah, it's not going to be what I know on the comic books, but if it's sort of the same, we're cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. X, remember the first X-Men movie? wasn't bad, but it really wasn't the comics. wasn't amazing <laughs> but i mean sadly though it's pr- probably one of the hot was one of the highest rated rotten tomato superhero films mm-hmm. yeah um and it, they were great movies the issues with them were at the time studios didn't think that people would enjoy source material comics i thought that was too out there now they're realizing oh huh. that's what they want <laughs> and they will pay and the more closer is the source material the better it's going to be mm-hmm. and that's, i think that's been Fox's major issue with a lot of their superhero stuff. I think that was Sony's for a while, not sticking to source material and now learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, source material kind of makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just looking back on Iron Man, like Marvel's first foray into it, and then seeing like just everything that had to line up for this to be a success is just unfathomable. And I, yeah. I think a large a large part of that has to go on with the writing, directing, and then Robert Downey Jr. just being just knocking it out of the park as Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Like, he, I mean, he is the face of His the... His embodiment the, of yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. He is, he is the face of the MCU right now, and it's, I mean, it's going to... 
when he's no longer in there, it's, I mean, it's going to be very drastically different. I mean, it's going to be sad to see some of these people go that we've learned to care about over 10 yeah. years. So, I, I, yeah, it, it's interesting that we don't know anything past, you know, the, the second Infinity War. We have no idea. There's just, like, rumblings and grumblings of, you know, what's going, like, the Internals movie that may or may not happen. Yeah, but, um, I mean, outside of the three sequels. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think uh, Disney's planned, like, acquisition of Fox has anything to do with it? Or are they going to play, like, X-Men and Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four close to the chest and they're going to bank on that? I think a lot of it is <clears throat> they have multiple plans. Just like that whole... So while the Spider-Man deal was happening, they had plans for the universe. Like, um, at the time, before that acquisition happened, the whole movie landscape was slightly shift. You had, at the end of the day... Um, the Inhumans were supposed to be in there, so they were supposed to be right before Avengers 4, mm -hmm. where Captain Marvel is. Um, so there were like a lot of shifts and different things that changed and happened. So it's definitely interesting to see that they are willing to move up and change. Mm -hmm. So I guarantee you, once that, once there was just a murmuring that they might be able to like acquire them, mm -hmm. there were multiple contingency plans for what the. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What the years would look like with or without them. Yeah, I would. I would love just to be a fly on the wall in Feige's office just to see his timeline of where everything is. No, and I guarantee you the timeline is a mess because there's oh, probably yeah. so many theories and ideas and what they can get and what they think and mm -hmm. all that aspect there. And I would love. What I would love to see is in four. I'm not sure if it's going to happen because they're already announcing sequels and you've got to do sequels. But I would love to see the universe transform less into individual character stories mm -hmm. and more into event stories. Mm -hmm. And I know that like might be hard to do. Kind of team up. Like, mm -hmm. like Ragnarok. I would mm -hmm. love to see more films like Ragnarok where you see these like, cool, we've got mm -hmm. Thor established, we've got his people, now you've got Hulk's going to be in there with him. And mm -hmm. like, afterwards, like, the big thing is like, what's going to happen with Captain America? Mm -hmm. For a while, everyone thought, okay, cool, Winter Soldier will pick up the mantle after mm -hmm. that because... He signed to a 10-movie contract, so he's going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but now that he's taken on the wife, White Wolf role, which was a really cool... I'm not sure if you guys know much about the White Wolf. That just, just the name. So the White Wolf in the comics was um, the adopted brother of T'Challa mm -hmm. in Wakanda. He um, was a white man in that, left and went undercover as the White Wolf in the world because he felt like he didn't belong and he wanted like he felt like he was like that second mm -hmm. that aspect so he became the white wolf and was like a sleeper undercover agent all across the world mm -hmm. and there were multiple times where T'Challa called for him and needed mm -hmm. his assistant he came back and helped mm -hmm. so there's that's been hinted at that's where Bucky's gonna turn into the white wolf mm -hmm. in that aspect there but then there's also the theory that he takes up the mantle because in the comics for a while when Captain America dies mm -hmm. per se um, he he takes over the mantle and becomes Captain America for mm -hmm. a while. Um, also, in the newer comics, most recently, you do have the Falcon taking over the mantle of Captain America. Mm -hmm. So that would be another cool, interesting thing to do. Who knows with that if they're going to try... There could be so many things they could do, but I would mm -hmm. enjoy seeing more team-ups. I would enjoy okay. seeing yet yeah, different mm -hmm. characters. There's a talk about going back into more into space. Mm -hmm. So that would also I'm be interesting. I love the Silver Surfer. I'd love yeah. to see some, some Silver Surfer in there. Well, and I'm intrigued by where the next phases go because if they... I'm more intrigued. I could care less about the Fantastic Four coming in, mm -hmm. but what that enables. 
like the scrolls are going to be in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel because yep. a lot of people thought that Fox owned that with the acquisition, but they own aspects. Like there won't be a super scroll because mm-hmm. that is part of the rights that were sold with the Fox deal with Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, Galactus. But I'm intrigued to see what characters come in. Like I would mm-hmm. love to see Galactus well done and Ooh, not a, a big giant smoke monster. Giant smoke monster. <laughs> so that would be intriguing for me to see how they to bring Galactus in as a big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like the more Thanos and like yeah, because what's going to happen after Thanos? Yeah. Like, that would be a very... Oh, a big, giant, world-eating guy. <laughs> yeah, or introducing the ultimate universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really like... I'm interested in the new Spider-Man movie coming out, the cartoon that's going to be coming out. That's the animated Miles Morales? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really cool. So I think there's a lot of different aspects you can go with character mashups. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing team-ups that you wouldn't see like i would love to see them follow some of the comic book ones where winter soldier actually goes to space and joins the mm. guardians for a while <laughs> that could be a really cool you know what i mean uh-huh. aspect to see that team up um iron man also was like was part of the guardians for a while mm-hmm. they had some really interesting ones so i think there could be some cool mashups in the future of the cinematic universe okay. that i would enjoy and even if you want to call it black panther 2 but maybe in black panther 2 bucky plays a larger role yeah be, do okay that. And, like, just another character. It can be their centric movie. Like, Ragnarok was a Thor movie, but, mm-hmm. like, you have a supporting cast, and Hulk is one of them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Ragnarok did it so well, like, making a, a very entertaining buddy cop with, with Hulk in there. It, it definitely still was a Thor movie, but you got so, enough Hulk where it, it you got to scratch that itch. But I think you because you're growing this universe so much. So mm-hmm. many new characters coming in. You can't keep doing these character-centric movies with mm-hmm. one character. You've mm-hmm. got to, exp- you know what I mean? You've got to, like, mm-hmm. dabble it in, or else, like, how do you tell a large story like this when you have mm-hmm. all of these characters and, like, yeah. three movies between a... And there's also talks about different team-ups, so maybe mm-hmm. it'd be cool. And, and you're see. seeing that with Ant-Man now, like, Wasp is going to play a larger part. Even though she was a character in Ant-Man, she's actually taking up a mantle now, and they're yeah. working together, so... Just like Thor, you've got now the whole cast mm-hmm. they've talked about with Valkyrie and all that stuff, too, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, so I, I, the MCU is bright looking forward ahead. Like I, I, I'm excited to see where the Fox merger goes. I did see, either, it was either today or yesterday, that Comcast is going to put in a bid, like a cash bid, to buy Fox to counter Disney's stock. Well, a lot of the option, a lot of the issue, too, with Disney is the monopoly mm-hmm. aspect, and that's what's been going over is because they can't buy all of Fox mm-hmm. is the issue. And they're trying to see if what falls in line of monopoly because... They own ESPN. If they buy like that, you've <coughs> got to look at what side of Fox and what's being sold. Like mm-hmm. they can't buy Fox Sports because then it's a monopoly on the sport. Mm-hmm. So because Disney now is so large and owns so much, part of the issue going on with the Fox deal is mm-hmm. can it even go through without making Disney a monopoly in media aspects? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why now you're hearing rumors about Comcast, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is going in there. What do you? This is slightly off topic. What do you think about Disney just? doing all these acquisitions, do you think that's going to be good or bad for the industry moving forward? I don't think it's bad. I think it's... The downside will be superhero-wise, you'll get less superhero movies if they Mm -hmm. own all of them. Mm -hmm. But it could allow for more it getting bigger. Like, I would love to see the X-Men in a better TV show than what Fox has been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Is that Legion? Is that... There's Legion. There was the um, the Chosen. Is it Chosen? There was 
one. On um, doggone it, man. Yeah, so, like, it's... <coughs> there. Was, it was, like, a universe where the X-Men disappeared from or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like, post. It's supposed to be, like, post. I cannot remember oh, the name um, of it. It, it wasn't, yeah. Legion. films out here. Yeah, Legion was one know, of them, and then... It's supposed to be a lot darker. I can't... Yeah, and it's, Doesn't like, matter. It, I think that would be really cool, especially now that Disney's trying to make their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with their new streaming service, so mm-hmm. you've got those Star Wars TV shows in the works. And mm-hmm. I think it's launching with a Marvel one too. Yeah, there. Well, there's a couple uh-huh. rumors going on there, but yeah, and I think it'd be great to acquire all those and go for it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll see any of the um, Netflix Marvel Marvel guys pop up in any of the movies, or do you think they're too separate? I think the problem is logistics wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have it. Plus, you have like a different person in front of TV. It's the same thing with the why you didn't see more of an effect on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not sure if you guys mm-hmm. watch that or keep up with that. I am five episodes behind. I was about to say, he does. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> yes, yeah. so they've had a lot of trouble keeping them connected because mm-hmm. of the fact that movies are planned so far out and so are like TV. Mm-hmm. And like they actually did an interview where they wanted to do better tie-ins with it, mm-hmm. with the movie. So in one of the episodes, they actually mentioned Thanos. Ah, okay. As oh. this impending thing. Uh-huh. But the problem is the episode happened like <laughs> two weeks after the movie came out, like not at the same time as the movie, mm-hmm. because they moved the release date back. Mm-hmm. So like TV is so planned so far out, when something like that happens, it mm-hmm. you can't just quickly adapt yeah. because you've got like writing scripts and it's being mm-hmm. shot. So it's it's very hard to logistically keep the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a main issue with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like I love... Uh, in the first season, were like the the big Winter Soldier twist, and then oh, that got me hooked to the show. I was yeah, whatever yeah. about it. Until yeah, up until that point, it was like, oh, they're just agents running around doing their stuff, yeah. and then then the Hydra split from a Shield, yeah. and, and it just it completely changes. The show, and you were like, okay, oh. cool. And but there's there's some like super cool characters in there. Like I like their portrayal of Ghost Rider. He was yeah. a lot of fun, and like, there there's Madam Hydra was so cool. Yeah, but I, and I think it's it's I think it's too hard to try to do all that into one universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like their attempt to try to keep it coercive and at least strings string mm, them together. Yeah. There's touches of um, it. And it makes sense that like stuff like that would happen. So it's I'm intrigued. I'm a lot more hopeful of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going right now than where the DC one is. Mm. I like DC characters. I love that. I'm just not as excited about where that universe I'm is. I'm glad going. you brought that up, because that was our next point of conversation. So what do you think about like the DC universe? Just if we um where, where they've tried to do the extended connectivity like Marvel has done, starting from Man of Steel, going forward. I'm not a big fan of it, but I think a lot of that problem comes from the procedural. A, they're trying to play catch-up with Marvel, so mm-hmm. trying to force what they did over a couple of years, even with the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to like way too quick. Yeah, Avengers they, was five movies in or had five before it. It was either the fifth or the sixth. Yes, I don't it had. Yeah, because you had Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. Thor, mm-hmm. Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. and Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. All come in there before. So you had the five come before it. Um, so that Avengers felt earned once you got to it because yes, you had time to had like marinate all these characters yeah. and you got to the see only them character grow into was team. Hawkeye was the only one that really wasn't introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one seems so rushed. There's also a lot of arguing amongst studios of what they want, and there mm-hmm. isn't a clear vision. Mm-hmm. I don't think building it off of Snyder's Man of Steel was the right choice. Mm-hmm. Were you, know you a fan I mean? of Man of Steel at all? 
I enjoyed it as mm-hmm. a different Superman movie, just mm-hmm. like I enjoyed The Dark Knight as a different Batman movie. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of dark and bleak, which was a cool way to show it. Just but, are you like uh, dark in the sense that the movie was dark, or just like color visuals? Palette? Both. Okay. In this different Superman, not this like optimistic Superman, which he is, which they mm-hmm. were building upon. I get that. Mm-hmm. But then that the problem was, I think they tried to go, "Ooh, this movie did kind of well. We need our own universe." Instead of having a big producer overseer, they went, you directed that movie, make us a whole universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of the issues came, and it's too rushed. Mm -hmm. Like, the second film in it introduces Batman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Fight, and they try to throw Doomsday all into one. Like, Mm -hmm. it's way too much, and you're wasting a lot of good material. Mm -hmm. That'd be like the first Avengers to be like, oh, the monsters... And Ultron. Mm-hmm. And Red Skull's back. <laughs> and yeah, like, and, oh my gosh, Ant-Man shows up. You're like, okay, yeah. this is a little too much mm-hmm. for it. And it's not that it's not doable, because we've seen in now the Marvel Universe that between Civil War, you have these big ensemble casts. It's just, you need the right time. You need me to care about these characters. Mm-hmm. Once I found out the Flash's standalone movie is going to be a Flashpoint, I went, Okay, this is I can't do this anymore because Flashpoint is an amazing comic. So I'm not sure if you guys read Flashpoint. Or I, it up. I have read the wiki about Flashpoint. Okay, so Flashpoint takes place where Barry Allen goes back in time, saves his mother, mm-hmm. and because of saving his mother, creates a ripple effect that when he goes forward into time, the whole universe is different. When he arrives <laughs> in the present, he doesn't have his superpowers. Mm-hmm. He loses them. Batman is his father. So in the Batman story, his son gets killed, not his parents. So his father becomes Batman. And his Mm. mother goes crazy and is a joker. Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at war with each other. The two, they're the leaders of their two countries and they're at Mm -hmm. war with each other. Um, There's, yeah. It's it's this whole dark, interesting And this is Flashpoint? It's called the Flashpoint. And he has to kind of fix it. Um, Adam's been getting more into comic yeah, books. And the, so you want to check out, it's one of, it's a great DC <clears throat> one. But the main aspect that makes it different is that you know these characters, right? Mm-hmm. And so to see Batman be this dark guy who uses guns and like hurts people and like, it, it's a very reverse of their characters. Mm-hmm. But we haven't established the DC universe enough in my <laughs> mind that like, if all of a sudden they go to a place and Batman's like this dark killing people, no one's going to be like, why is this so different? Like, this is kind of Batman in our yeah. universe. You, mm-hmm. you haven't established these characters enough. Like, Superman crash lands and is in a test tube and, like, is being, like, so, like, he's never been in the sun, so he's not as powerful and they find it. There's also the DC does a great animated short thing on the Flashpoint. But the Flashpoint, when it is, like, culminated and brought back, is what launched the new 52 which was the new different universe yeah. mm-hmm. that was a very so it's a pivotal one in the DC universe to go through um, so like to do something like that this early in the DC universe yeah. is like it's, it'd be like if Thanos was the baddie in Avengers 1 mm-hmm. it wouldn't have that meaning and that's what I feel like the equivalent is is yeah. like to go oh Avengers 1 they fight Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet and it's over and you're like wait what I don't understand the gauntlet you What's shot the your power? a little early yeah. there and that's what I think DC has been doing with all of theirs do you do you think that they're doing Flashpoint as a reactionary because the the universe up till now has been so <laughs> ill received they're using it as okay we're severing ties we're going to change it that's a theory but even then I think that's just 
You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. yes, there's cutting ties. There also is, like, all the rumors going on right now about the... Apparently, in the studio, there's apparently two sides. Mm-hmm. One that wants to make, like, superhero movies, and one that wants to make, like, Academy superhero movies. Like, so, like, the huh. Dark Knight trilogy was uh-huh. very well-received as an artistic. Yeah. Normal superhero movies haven't, outside of special effects or costume, haven't really been recognized for that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, and that's why there are rumors that there's going to be a Joker origin story mm-hmm. um, that doesn't exist in the same DC universe. Mm-hmm. There have been talks that the Batman standalone movie may not exist in the Justice League universe. So uh-huh. it's like already you're getting to the point of like, there's so much going on that you can tell that there isn't a main focus in DC like there is in Marvel, where they've mm-hmm. got years down the road and they're slowly building. Yeah. And I think that's the big takeaway and the difference in my mind between the two, mm-hmm. is Marvel took its time, and boom, there you go, and, yeah. DC, and DC's just trying to make it happen. Like I, Justice League was cool, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I enjoyed Aquaman, but mm-hmm. I love Jason Momoa's portrayal. I like that aspect. <laughs> I thought He's he just was a fun great. guy. <clears throat> yeah, I thought... That was great, and Wonder Woman were like some of my favorites in there. But it just felt so rushed. For a movie that's like two and a half hours long to feel rushed mm-hmm. means like, okay, maybe we're putting too much into this. Mm. And I uh, like all that. I like, though, that they built upon it. They didn't rush in and have um, Dark Side already. They mm-hmm. had his like that, and they built the Dark Side a little bit. So they're, they're doing some right steps, but mm-hmm. still the movie felt so just like too much in there and too well developed you know what I mm-hmm. mean like and then the, the, like, the change of vision with like where Snyder left and Whedon came in and Whedon with the, came like, in the reshoots and, and the reshoots and it's it's just it doesn't seem like that the DC universe has any self-containedness and mm-hmm. at any point it could be a totally different direction mm-hmm. you know what I mean even mid-filming yeah yeah, and then I mean, there's Suicide Squad too. I fell asleep during Suicide Squad. I watched it. Yeah. With Emily, and her brother, and I, I mean, I fell asleep. I my my thing was I think it was once again too soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what would have been a great way to do Suicide Squad was to have six, seven DC movies, and then take the villains from those seven DC movies and have them as the cast of Suicide Squad. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't oh, need yeah. Eric Tradition. You've seen all of these guys. And then to see a lighter side would be an interesting yeah. betrayal of it. Mm-hmm. Versus, here's a ton of characters you've never heard of besides <laughs> yeah. seeing the Flash stop Captain Boomerang. Like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's why Marvel's doing so good. I mean, they they introduced Iron Man a long time ago, which I mean, everybody's at least heard of Iron Man. Yeah. Then you got Captain America, and the, I mean, they're in introducing all the main guys first, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. once people fall in love with these guys, then they're gonna start introducing. Yeah. Them. And I mean, that's I agree with you on that. And I think it'll be interesting to go. Like, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see what happens, especially in the new one. Or it'd be cool to see the big bad in the next phase not be so galactic. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see now that they've got the rights. I don't know who all the rights they have for, but to see, like, an Osborn come in mm. and create, like, a Thunderbolts. And that could be the big next mm-hmm. Avengers versus Thunderbolts aspect. Yeah. A little more, like, grounded. That side there, like going through or some aspect of fighting it would be interesting because yeah it's the same thing going on with Sony right now trying to create their Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man that, that was yeah. the next thing I was going to ask you I was like what do you think about and then, then we'll finish up and do our do our rankings which will be a whole separate episode which you can listen to and enjoy um, what do you think about their Venom Like what, and then what, let's, uh, Black Cat and who? so Silver and Black Silver and Black that was um, it 
Silver and Black, I'm not even sure what's going on. It was supposed to shoot this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, or Silver and Black was supposed to start right after Venom finished. Um, and that got postponed slash pulled from the slate mm-hmm. because they were worried about Sorry. money and didn't want to invest that much money into it. Venom, I have a hard point because I can't really talk too much. Um, uh, but I mm, know insider a lot stuff. of my crew worked on it. Uh-huh. And coming from someone who was a giant Venom fan and Spider-Man fan to mm-hmm. be very weary of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you take you take this character of Venom whose main thirst and like character development is the hatred of Spider-Man. And the mm-hmm. symbiote and part of why Eddie Brock and the symbiote melds is they both dislike Parker Spider-Man mm-hmm. together. You know what I mean? So that aspect of hating Spider-Man together is what kind of forms and bonds them. You lose that because they can't even, I guess, reference Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's random even, symbiote it, that crashes. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you do a good Venom movie without Spider-Man? You know what I mean? Like, like, even like to the how Sp- Venom moves and like how he like webs out from himself. Yeah, like he how got you that from Spider-Man. Him, yeah, from being yeah. bonded with him. And then Silver and Black, like I think it's a cool, interesting idea. But I mean, I heard the basis of what the Venom movie is based on, comic-wise, is an interesting comic. I don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. The newest trailer came out, and I don't even know if I really enjoy the way he looks because he looks all slimy and like slick. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to go with an open mind, mm-hmm. but it's also Sony, and I don't trust the way Sony has taken mm-hmm. comic book movies. And it's the same thing with DC and Warner Brothers with DC is just trying to make their own movie. So. Mm-hmm. There, there was some interview I saw with Kevin Feige and like a Sony exec talking about like if the Venom movie could exist in the MCU. And I, they were like, it was there was a huge dichotomy there where Feige was like, no, not no, really. And, and she then she thinks the, it is, and yeah. they later retracted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just like inconsistent because, messaging, and oh man, well, it's so frustrating yeah. because I, I love Venom too. Like he's mm. so. Very frustrating. Yeah. But that's kind of very... Like I said, I... We talked about beginning before this started, but if you do like DC and you want to see some good DC movies, go check all of the DC animated, like, cartoon movies. There's some of... Mm -hmm. My favorite... Marvel's cartoon stuff is not good. DC Slate is amazing. Mm -hmm. Killing Joker's a really good one. Um, I loved seeing Red Mass. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a lot of different, great, Mm well-done stories because they're like, oh, you don't know who Batman is? too bad we're not introducing him he's batman (laughs) Mm -hmm. even the suicide squad film they did was amazing Mm -hmm. and it was just like here's these guys you don't know killer croc too bad you know what i mean like deal with it Mm -hmm. yeah instead of like oh here's this weird slimy croc guy that lives in a vat (laughs) we're gonna kind of introduce him but not really and Mm -hmm. oops no one cares because this whole part got cut Mm. so yeah i think i've seen (coughs) under the red hood which was really good and then i've seen crisis on two earths yeah, both Red of those. Hood, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those were really fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the DC stuff, like the old the Batman animated series. Yeah. <laughs> Their stuff is great. Yeah, but well, movie wise, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. That this one has been cooking for a long time. The very first time I ever yeah. asked Brandon to be on the show is this is what I wanted to talk about and to get his perspective. So for this to finally come to fruition makes my heart very happy. <laughs> So we have been Catch All Podcast. You can find us on all the social media stuff. And if you really enjoyed the show, please go over to Patreon, throw us a couple dollars, and uh, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or what other podcast app you may use.
Yeah. I use Pocket Casts. It's great. Yep. And I've been Brandon Voton. If you guys want to follow me, go on ahead. You can follow me. Shameless plug. Oh, of course. (laughs) If you ever enjoy basic white girl stuff, my Instagram is 100% basic white girl. So So if you want to see Snapchat filters, me posing adorably on vacation, you can go to Instagram, Brandon the Votop, B-R-A-N-D-O-N. Your your 24-day vacation, you just come back from? Yes, it was a 24-day vacation. You can see me in Cabo, Chicago, just posing it up. So Brandon the Votop on Instagram. Check it out. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boy Wonder producing Matthew, Adam, and Ivan Parker. <laughs>